Welcome to Midweek in the Word, where each week we seek to become better readers, hearers, and doers of God's Word. This podcast is brought to you by Faith Bible Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, here is your host, Faith Bible Church's Adult Ministries Pastor, Pastor Brad Myers. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Midweek in the Word. Thanks for following the podcast, for joining us for this episode, uh, for tuning in. Um, it's it's been a while. Um, I'm I'm excited for this week's episode, and obviously, um, the 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 topics we've been covering lately. We're actually taking a week off because we've got a familiar voice back on the podcast. I do hope you will recognize his voice. Uh, should sound at least a little bit familiar. I'm joined this week again uh, by Troy Friesen, who is once been on the podcast before, but this is only his second time. And that's been, what, a year ago now, Troy? I don't even remember how long ago it was. Uh, well, I think I shared some time with Tom. We did a little interview yep. about yep. about some topics. And um, so I, I realize it's been a long time since you asked me back. There's probably reasons for that. <laughs> there we go. There, I, I do not know if uh, if you were the most requested podcast that I'm, we had. I'm sure. There. I can go back and find it. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Five stars, all <laughs> likes, I'm sure. All, all the way. So, and, and we have to match that with this one. Okay, so uh, listeners, this is this is Troy Friesen, Faith Bible Church's worship pastor, and I'm, I'm thrilled to have him back on the podcast as we take a week off already from our series, What Does the Bible Say About? Hopefully you listen listened to last week's episode and heard what does the Bible say about itself, about the doctrine of Scripture. We're looking forward to going into what does the Bible say about the Trinity next week, but we're taking a week off, and I wanted to highlight one of our ministries and one of our ministry leaders, uh, the worship pastor, Troy. Um, but before I get into that real quickly, let me just remind you that last week on um, uh, for our sermon series, Tom's continued to work through his sermon series, Follow Me. Last week, he was talking from Matthew 5 about how we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world and what that means for us as believers. If you missed that, I'd encourage you to go back and find his sermon if you were out of town or, or just couldn't join us that Sunday. Uh, remember, you can always find our sermons feed and both the podcast and the sermons on our website, faithbiblelincoln.org. And you can also follow the sermons feed podcast by searching for Faith Bible Church, Lincoln, Nebraska, and selecting the podcast with a black background and the white letters. And so, like I said, if you, if you missed Tom's message on Salt and Light last week, I'd really encourage you to go back and find that and follow along with that sermon series as we continue to move forward there. Um, but listeners, like I promised, over the course of 2021, I'm really excited that we're going to have a number of ministry leads and staff members on the podcast. We've already gotten the chance to hear from all eight of our elders this year in the Gospel and Different Subjects series. Um, but once a month, we're going to take a week out, and we're going to highlight some ministry areas. And we're starting off with the worship ministry and with Pastor Troy. And uh, that's why I invited you back on the podcast, Troy, is I want, to, I want people and our listeners to get a chance to hear from you, uh, to hear a little bit about what makes you tick personally, but also how that fleshes itself out in the way our worship ministry is organized and led as well. So I know the last time you were on the podcast, you introduced yourself just a bit. Um, but like I said, because it's been long enough ago and because uh, we probably have some new listeners on the podcast now, I just want you to take a moment and introduce yourself. Uh, so you, can you take a crack at giving us your one-minute testimony? I might be able to to get that down in a minute. <laughs> there, there we Are you sure you're a pastor? Well, if, I, if you can do it in one minute? <laughs> no, I'm, like... I'm, I'm blessed to have one of those non-dramatic mm. type testimonies, if, if you can call it that. I sure. think certainly when God saves any soul, it's dramatic, but... Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up in a home that was um, committed to Christ. 
Yeah. Um, and that's not just my parents, but their parents. And I don't even know how many generations back. So I, I was blessed to have yeah. a great deal of Christian influence in my home. I grew up in mm. a, a good church. My, my, my parents were dedicated to you know, having us involved in church. So I had a lot of Christian influence in my life, um, which led to me making a commitment to the Lord at a very young age, like five. Mm. I remember being at my kitchen table with my mom and having uh, this discussion about, well, that, Mom, what does, it mean, help, what does it mean to be saved? You know, yeah. um, And she prayed with me there. So not, not overly dramatic, but um, blessed hmm. indeed to have God break into my life that way. Yeah, yeah. faithful parents preaching the gospel to their kids. Amen. What a blessing. Amen. Can't be understated. Very good. Okay, so then follow up to that then. How, how did you end up on staff? I mean, in ministry, but on staff at in faith and in your current role of worship ministry. Now, that's a little more interesting story. <laughs> right. Hopefully it's a little longer, I assume. Um, Tom, Pastor Tom, was my youth pastor mm-hmm. at, at another church in town. Um, uh, and um, through the course of time, my family attended a different church. Um, Tom started Faith Bible Church. At that point, I wasn't even living in Lincoln. I was away at school. Yep. Um, Faith Bible Church started. Um, they had great volunteer crew, staff, uh, and worship in many areas. But um, And then I engaged in ministry for seven years in Kansas City. So, um, you know, two great ministries going on in different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And um, and you were doing worship ministry. I was doing in worship ministry right? in Kansas City. Yep. yep. After graduating from college, um, but Tom and I came back together at my older brother's ordination. Um, it was a big deal. Tom was sort of a mentor to my older brother. Yeah. Um, and just being in support of brother, I, I we we drove in to be part of that, and we sat at a reception table together and chatted. He will tell you that on his way home, his wife, Linda, looked at him and said, I think you found your first worship pastor, (laughs) unbeknownst to me. Right, right. right. My wife and I, we weren't looking for new ministry necessarily. We were happy where we were and um, glad God was using us there. Um, uh, But, you know, basically the phone call comes, hey, uh, we're looking for a worship pastor, and you're him. <laughs> you know, whoa, that sounds t- like Tom. Yeah. I won't time deny out, that. time yeah. out, time out. Wait a yeah. minute. Yeah. Um, so to make a long story short, that was right. Mm. Um, you know, after some time visiting and bringing the family up and poking around in philosophy and you know what's it look like, it did become clear that it was God's call to move us. So that mm. is a little bit more interesting story, <laughs> especially when you know some of the history and the backstory of. Um, earlier relationship with yep. with Pastor Tom that developed into something different later. And that's been how many years ago now? Well, I've been here 17 and counting. Very nice. 2004. Did I do my math right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. When, when you get to be my age, math, you know. Well, I tease my wife. I mean, music people, you count to four, maybe six or eight, eight but you something. don't really have to go beyond that much. And so <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. Um, okay, so last, lastly, then what's, what's a favorite personal verse of yours and, and why is that significant for you? Well, I'm going to give you two. One kind of helps steer some of the ministry activities uh, that we do. It kind of speaks to multi-generational mm. um, nature of worship. It's Psalm 145, the first 
four verses I'll read. And if if you attend our church, I I read this fairly often as mm. a call to worship and an, as a reminder to our church. But uh, it starts with kind of personal praise. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. So I want to, I want that to be my expression. I am committed to praising the Lord. And then verse 4 says, One generation shall commend your works to another and mm. shall declare your mighty acts. And that's where we get this multi-generational. It's our job to declare the praise of God and to tell of all the amazing things that he has done to our children, to our grandchildren, mm. to our grandparents, and to spread that praise through generations so that they can hear and believe. Yeah, very cool. And then just personally for me, um, uh, John uh, uh, John 3.30, this is John the Baptist that originally says this, but for some reason it's always resonated with me, and it's really simple. He says about Christ, he must increase hmm. and I must decrease. And that's really just a reminder that um, I need to make Jesus a bigger deal than me. Hmm. Easier said than done, especially <laughs> yes, for is. artists, for musicians who love the stage, love the spotlight. Um, yeah. Jesus is bigger and better. Hmm. Very good. He uses us, thank thank goodness, but he doesn't need any of us to accomplish his mission. Um, cool. Well, thank thank you so much for sharing that, and and also just thank you for your years of faithful ministry here at the church. I know I speak for so many who have been blessed by by the music and the worship ministry at Faith Bible Church, and the opportunity. Um, to join with you in praising God and the way you lead that ministry. And so we really appreciate all the effort there. Um, okay, so then, Troy, we're going to move here a little bit into the ministry highlight portion of this. What We've heard a little bit about what makes you tick, what motivates you, which obviously relates to the ministry as well. And likely our listeners are more familiar with the worship ministry of the church. It's more more public. It's more upfront. Most people tend to think of the music as one of the primary things to consider to church. But I know there's also a whole lot more that goes on in the worship ministry than maybe meets the eye. Uh, so I want to dive in here just a little bit deeper and help our people understand what makes the music ministry at Faith Bible Church tick. Um, so let's start off by what all does worship ministry, the worship pastor at Faith Bible Church include? What, what all does that mean? Well, that's... Um... I wrestled with how to answer this question I saw on the page because <laughs> there was about four or five different avenues I, mm -hmm. my mind went down. But just to give the biggest, broadest, I think clearest answer is that um, worship ministry entails all the worship activities that we intentionally engage with at Faith Bible Church. Mm. Um, those are happening at some level in every age group at our yep. church, which is which is. Great. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's uh, wonderful. So, you know, outside of our main worship service, which where most people would see me and yep. associate a, a big portion of our worship ministries, um, our children, they have worship in their Sunday school hours. Um, our, our youth, middle school and high school, all have times of worship led by students and sponsors that are there. Um, and then, of course, in our main worship services, we utilize bands and singers and orchestra and um, choirs, multimedia. All those aspects kind of fall under that umbrella of our worship ministry, the things that the activities that we engage in. 
um, in our praise, in our worship, in our adoration of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then, then practically, as you start talking about how do we go about doing that, um, try, try to explain some of the priorities. What, what are some key things uh, to our worship ministry at Faith Bible Church, and, and where do those passages come from? Where, where in Scripture do we get that um, kind of described for us? Well, worship, in a very broad stroke, I, I will just make the argument that it is, it is the heartbeat of Scripture. I mean, mm. um, God creates... Adam and Eve, and the uh, the first tragic thing that happens is they break, they they fail to worship God as they should. Yeah, they worship themselves and they break. Yep. And in the end of the book, in Revelation, we see this again beautiful, perfect restoration of worship, yep. Yep. and everything in between is the path to get there. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so. Um, Worship in that broad stroke of us just make, having God first all the time is the theme of, of the Bible, and the whole redemption process is getting us back uh, to, to that. So, um, uh, But at Faith Bible Church, I mean, I, I, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of priorities. A lot's probably a stretch, but I'll, I'll highlight four or five um, here on this podcast. Um, certainly... Um, I want to communicate that worship is more than just your 60 or 75 minutes on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. It's more than your singing. It's more than those things. Um, Mark 12, 28 through 30 um, says that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind and all our strength. You know, so pursuing loving the Lord with our all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and making worship ultimately part of all that we do, um, you know, would be something I want to encourage, uh, teach, educate, remind. Um, it's easy for us to kind of segment in our minds. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my worship time. That's my work time. That's my you know leisure time. Yep. Um, but we can engage in all of those things in a heart of worship and giving those things to the Lord. Yeah. Um, and I also recognize, though, that there is some unique times that we gather and we participate corporately together in worship. You know, that's primarily what my job is, yeah. um, is to facilitate those things. Yeah. Um, so that would be obviously the, the biggest priority is to just encourage us all to pursue a, a whole life of, mm-hmm. of worship. Um, when I think about some of the priorities at faith and uh, what I'm trying to accomplish here, uh, certainly one of the top ones would be, you know, theological accuracy and mm-hmm. clarity in our songs. Um, we we want to sing songs that de- that declare truths clearly about who God is and what He has done. Mm-hmm the glorious message of the gospel and redemption through Jesus Christ. In fact, we can't even really be true worshipers without coming first through Jesus yeah. Christ to God the Father. So that is yeah. so key and so central um, to us as believers. Yeah. Um, so, you know, our worship music is part of our spiritual formation. I mean, certainly our preaching, our teaching, our learning, but our, the songs that we sing help form the thoughts and ideas we have about 
who God is, how we should respond to him. So, that, so that's why I think clarity and the theological um, accuracy is really important because mm. I don't I don't want to send people home with the wrong ideas yeah. or or untruths, false truths about God. Um, uh, because you know, as great as preaching may be, melodies stick in our heads with words, you know, mm-hmm. in a crazy, unique way. Yeah. So it's it's likely that our listeners are going home repeating some song tune in their head right. and might remember that on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday quicker than they remember points one, two, and three of Tom's sermon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can probably still sing songs that I learned absolutely. In, in children's ministry as a kid, and I don't know how many of my dad's sermons I could re- I know. <laughs> reiterate Not that they're, they're certainly we value Both that. Both critical, absolutely. Um, yeah. But that's so true. That's why our, our children's ministry, it's so important that yeah. the thing, so many of the foundational truths we learn we yeah. know we learned in our kids' songs. Yeah. Jesus loves me, this I know. Yeah. You know, the B I B L E tells me so. Right? <laughs> right. I mean right. some of the yep. very basic things that we grasp now we were singing at when we were three. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. that is so true, so critical. Um, another one of our values here at Faith Bible Church is congregational participation. Mm. You know, it's not just watch the worship people on stage do worship for me. It's easy for us to do that and just enjoy that, but mm-hmm. um, you know. So when I when I choose music, you know, I I intentionally try to find things that people can sing. They're in good keys. Um, uh, there are there are reasons why we do some of those some of those things, but um, and that's you know Colossians three sixteen and Ephesians five nineteen say almost essentially the same thing, and that is that we when we get together we. Um, we are to sing to one another yeah. in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, or speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So we need to be aware that our singing of the songs is not just me and God. Yeah. It affects other people. It's, an, it's a one another. It's one of those things that when we're together, um, it lifts us all up and it... it yeah grows us in the Lord together. It's a, yeah. so, so participation is encouraged, and um, not just from me, but biblically. Yeah, yeah. Um, we already sort of hinted at this earlier with Psalm 145, but multi-generational engagement. Yeah. Um, just trying to, to teach and give engagement opportunities um, at all age levels. Um, you know, and I, I'll just say this, I... There's some great things going on. I, I can't do all of that. I mean, I'm sort of in charge of all of that, but right. we have great volunteers um, that help us do that uh, through our ministry. Um, praise the Lord for that. But yeah. it is something we want to try to focus on. And just, just one more, I guess. Um, strive. We do want to strive for excellence in all those things. And I say that... Uh, maybe I should put this disclaimer on it. That doesn't mean perfection yeah. or mistake-free. Um, I think most people understand that. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the real heart behind excellence is just that you know God deserves to get our very best, um, but my very best is never perfect. Right. Often it's far short right. 
of, of perfect. God knows my very best isn't perfect. That's why Jesus had to come, yeah. for goodness' yeah. sake. Yeah. I, my very best efforts would not accomplish my salvation. He had to send yeah. himself to do it. Um, you know, so, um, you know, that's, for us, that is that does mean it's going to take, um, you know, some sacrifice, some time, some effort, some commitment, some teamwork. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things in our pursuit of excellence that we, we focus on, is, you know, working hard and being prepared um, and, and then just doing the best we can do with yeah. that. Yeah. Very good. I mean, but even, even that being said, I know, I know you guys talk that there, there are times when the heart is right and you may play the wrong key or whatever, you know, and even though you've prepared, uh, the reality is God wants acceptable worship. That's, that's from the heart more than it is, uh, about what maybe the rest of us objectively see, uh, your team participating in. It, it happens. I get, uh, most people, maybe not don't, don't see this. You hear stuff on the radio. You go to concerts or watch YouTube videos mm-hmm. of your favorite artists, and everything sounds so perfect and so great. You know, we don't realize also how much post-production. And yep. Anyway, sometimes yep. I enjoy people when they <laughs> enjoy videos when people send me of it of uh, one of our favorite singers <laughs> cracking their voice <laughs> yeah, when they hit the high note, and you're yeah. like, oh, yes, it happens to even them. That's it's, right. It's good to know. I mean, even they can't achieve yeah, perfection. We're all so. human. So, yeah. Very good. Uh, well, th- thanks for that. Uh, let's let's shift gears here just a, a smidge here from kind of what motivates the worship ministry um, to some things that you face personally. What what is What is one of the biggest challenges of f- leading the worship ministry at Faith? Pleasing everyone. <laughs> Isn't that true? You know, for all of us, right? Is who is it? Who is it that's given credit for saying you can please some of the people all the time and all of the people some of the time, but you can't please all of the people all of the time? Yeah. In all seriousness, that is not one of our priorities. <laughs> right. It's frankly, it would just be impossible to do. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, um, and that's because people have different expectations yeah. of what they deem good worship perhaps to be. You know, oh, it's got to be him, so it needs to be a cappella. How about fast? How about slow? That list goes on and on mm. and on mm-hmm. based on what we love and what our preferences are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's always a challenge uh, helping people get past their mere preferences to understanding worship biblically mm. uh, as sacrificial, maybe. You know, which means it's going to cost us something, you know, our time, our energy, money, um, even sacrificing at times our preferences, yeah. you know. So um, that's a, that certainly is a, a challenge. Yeah. Um, uh, we all need that reorientation on occasion. <laughs> right. Um, you know, another one uh, would be, um, y- you know, almost all of our ministries around here, probably all of them are very volunteer dependent. Yeah. Um, and that is, we have, we have an incredible workforce of volunteers. We couldn't do what we do without, Amen. without them, but working, uh, with volunteers has its challenges. I mean, yeah. of the 60 some people engaged in currently engaged in worship ministry, I'm the only one paid, Yeah, uh, and on staff to devote my full time to it. So just by its very nature, volunteer, at that level has some challenges to work through, yeah. um, you know. So yeah. um, that's certainly uh, a challenge. Um, <laughs> the other one uh, is just that our corporate worship gathering happens every Sunday. It mm. doesn't matter what else is going on in life, whether issues are going on. The pressure is always there that, oh, in seven days we have another gathering. We have to be planned and ready to execute. Yeah. 
Sunday's coming. Sunday's always a coming. Yeah. You know, uh, so that's you know that's a challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and and I know that's that's across the board. And I, I I know I you know amen a lot of what you're saying as far as you know some of the challenges, especially you know leading a team of volunteers, and that's why so much you know listeners, if you're if you're one of the volunteers that volunteers either in Troy's ministry or one of our other ministries, how much we appreciate your time and your your commitment to that ministry. It really. It really allows us to do what we do, but also fulfills Ephesians 4, where we're here to equip the saints for the works of ministry as well. Okay, so let's flip the script here just a bit, Troy. Obviously, every ministry has some challenges, um, uniquely difficult things, but every ministry also has some high points. What is what is the high point of leading worship ministry at the church? Well, one of those, since we're talking about volunteers, is yeah. you know working with fellow volunteer ministry servants and, and leaders. Yeah. I mean, learning and growing and challenging and doing ministry together has been very rewarding over the years. Mm. You know, having a team that you can lean on when you need is really good. Yeah. Um, and that's just the body at work. Yeah. Um, you know, the other, you know, major high point is just seeing people meaningfully engage with God because God mm. chose to use us and our efforts to connect to his people. That's satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. I to know, say the least. I know my wife speaks sometimes to being on stage and I, I envy her her getting to stand on stage while everyone's singing and just not only hear but but see, you know, as people are in real time engaging with the worship that you're leading, but also focused toward, you know, the the one audience of oh, yeah, our worship. And preachers. You know, that's a passive engagement typically by, yeah, a little bit more. By, yeah, yeah. by the congregation. They're certainly engaged typically, but at a different level. But, you know, when, when the congregation is participating in singing, um, in, that, in that regard, you're right, we get to see a little bit more activity and yeah. Um, yeah. engagement and excitement, and that's, that's rewarding. Very good. Okay, then let's, maybe this is related to the challenges as well, but I also just want to give our people the opportunity to be praying specifically for you and the worship ministry. How, how can the church uh, support and pray for um, you and your teams? Well, you know, I talked about um, picking songs that say good things. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not always easy. Yeah. Um, so just pray that we... we the, the right songs, the, maybe I should say the best songs mm. for our church. There are millions <laughs> right. of songs, Christian songs and more every today, day. and the proliferation of them coming out is just increased in its rapidity. I mean, it's very, they come out a lot, and, and that's, that's great, but not all of the, first of all, there's no way we can even get through all those. Not all of them are great for church consumption or congregational engagement, they might be great for personal devotional life or singing along in the yeah. car. Not all of them say good stuff yeah. or write stuff or not all of them are very clear. So that, that whole process of finding, and then some of them are really great and maybe we want to do them and they just aren't going to fit right. I mean, because right. we only have right now three or four songs in a, on a regular, normal, full-length yeah. service. We might have five or six a week, you know, so discerning what are the best songs that our church needs to hear and sing for this time now is, you know, just pray for that. Because, yeah. um, uh, you know, it's not, again, about finding the songs everybody loves. That's, it's more than that, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, hopefully song, not to the songs, exclusion of some songs we no, love. No, no, but it's but songs we need yeah, more exactly. than the songs we love. Exactly. Um, you know, in our current season, you know, COVID, coming out of COVID, just the the extra demands on yeah. our some, some of our team members, some have had to kind of sit on the sideline and some have had to ramp it up. You know, I would just, just pray that God would sustain mm. us and them and maybe renew our strength going forward. Um, it's great to see that, you know, we might be coming out of the, the end of this sometime soon, but uh, that doesn't mean people aren't tired, yeah. <laughs> you know, from the last yeah. year. So, yeah. um, you know, people definitely pray for that. Um, um, helping, you know, a discern, uh, well, one would be to be faithful yeah. to some of those priorities we talked about and others, uh, but then helping us discern along with that, uh, should there be new priorities? Should we make any adjustments or changes? Um, you know, um, should we shift priorities in, in any way, in any area? Yeah. Um, those are probably questions we should always be asking. Um, but, you know, this this weird year um, has, you know, maybe highlighted, helped us at least maybe think through some of those or could help us think through some of those yeah. Uh, more. Yeah. Um, you know, now that we're coming out, okay, Going forward from here, what should be our priorities? Yeah. Um, you know, so always pray that not just, you know, worship ministries, but all of our ministries and all of our leaders get that kind of discernment yeah. uh, for that. You know? Yeah. Just no. pray that we would please the Lord in what we do. I think that's I think that's a great place to start and and listeners I know many many of you probably don't have the the musical ability or the voice or whatever you may never have the chance to be involved in one of Troy's teams personally um, but the worship ministry is critical at our church and and we need prayer warriors who are praying for very much the same things that Troy's is articulating here that we would be faithful that we would be um, representing Christ well, that we would be leading well. And so we really encourage you to be praying specifically for our worship ministry, even maybe take a little bit of time uh, as the podcast wraps up and spend a little time praying for Troy and his ministry teams. Um, well, listeners, uh, hopefully this has been helpful as it, as it sought to try and help you understand a little bit of what makes the worship ministry at Faith unique or different. Uh, just a few things to keep in mind as, as we begin wrapping up here, and, and that is the, the worship ministry motivated by a few specific things, including particularly participatory worship, you know, that, that Troy's team motivates by helping us all to engage. And so we'd really encourage you to engage, uh, that they strive for excellence, that they strive to make, remind us that we worship not only in the worship service, but also in every area of life, as Romans 12, one would say. Um, a few other things to keep in mind as well is to be praying for Troy and his team. Uh, some of the challenges they face, including finding volunteers during a difficult season with COVID, um, the fact that Sunday's always coming and there's always more worship ministry going on, uh, we'd encourage you to be praying for them. Um, and then joining his team and celebrating, you know, the fact that we have teams that are ministering right now, the fact that we've had um, really great worship through this whole COVID season, which I'm sure has been a challenge. Um, and, and we just appreciate your encouragement and your prayers for Troy and the worship ministry in general as well. Any, any final thoughts, Troy, on the subject of worship ministry that you'd love for our body, for our listeners um, to know or to be thinking about when it comes to worship? Yeah, you know, um, everything in life right now seems divisive, hmm. um, but the church shouldn't be that way. Amen. It doesn't mean we don't have disagreements, but um, we shouldn't be divided and divisive. One way I think we can be different, at least in worship areas, and this can apply everywhere, I suppose, is, is to not let things like musical styles have more power to divide us 
then the gospel has to unite us. Amen. I didn't. I didn't come up with that. That's a Bob Coughlin ism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's so true. We can't let the things that we desire, we we prefer, maybe, um, be divisive, hmm. for, or be stronger in our lives than Jesus and the gospel. Because um, as God's people, we're called to lay aside our preferences for each other. That's uh, Philippians two three yeah. and four it says, "Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others." more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So whenever I talk to people about this, um, I like to just kind of remind them that sometimes our greatest act of worship is sacrificing our personal preferences for the benefit Mm. of others. Mm. Um, That is easier said than done, but it is the Scriptures. And it is what we are supposed to strive to do. So yeah, um, yeah, we should. Amen. Very true. I I know for myself. I, I don't remember who I was reading a while back, but at one point I ran into it and basically said, if if you're engaged in a worship service and and the song is not your favorite song, if the beat or the speed or any number of different things, the volume, any sort of things, um, are not your cup of tea, um, can can you take joy in celebrating, looking over to brother or sister in Christ across there, and that song is striking them? Amen. You know, that that is facilitating their worship, even if it's and, not your cup of tea. And that can be your worship, exactly. Saying, you know what, my brother or sister needs this. Yeah. Even if I don't love it, okay, I'm going to give this to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Very good. Well, thank you, Troy, so much for stepping onto the podcast, for taking the time to, to join us. I appreciate all the work you do in leading a Faith Bible Church's worship ministry and the behind-the-scenes stuff that most of us don't even see for a little bit of time on Sunday morning when most of us do see it, but we appreciate that so much. And listeners, we do hope this has been a helpful discussion for you. Um, just a couple of things to keep in mind as we move forward with our sermon series. The first thing is, this coming Sunday, I will be preaching from Matthew 5 continuing Follow Jesus sermon series from the Sermon on the Mount, and we'll be talking about a number of different sections. Uh, so I'd encourage you to read in Matthew 5, 17 through 48 in anticipation of that message, uh, but only if you want your fair share of conviction before the message comes around. I know it's been challenging to my own heart as I've read through those. And then remember, our new service times are at 8 o'clock. 9.30 and 10.45. We hope you join us for one of those services or join us on the live stream at 9.30. And uh, thanks. that's it for this week's episode. So thanks so much for joining us, for taking the time, for giving us a little bit of your week. And uh, if it's been helpful to you, we'd encourage you to share it, rate the podcast or comment on it to help others find it. And we do hope you join us again next week for Midweek in the Word. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To learn more about Faith Bible Church, please visit our website at www.faithbiblelincoln.org. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Faith Bible Church Lincoln, Nebraska, or on Twitter at the handle at FBC Lincoln. As for this week, we'll leave you with Paul's words to Timothy. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith.